When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning and welcome to the Pirates podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Alex Stumpf. Chris, how's it going, man? How's Milwaukee? How are all those sends back to home plate? (laughs) Well, uh, I'm still trekking my way back home uh, and the ball has already like I think if we were to put in perspective what happened. I am coming back to Pittsburgh Sunday night and the throw is already on its way. Uh, The ball will probably get there sometime tomorrow morning. And uh, (laughs) based off of what happened, (laughs) we'll we'll hit on that in a little bit, but man, it was just, this is one of those games where you're just like, you have your, you have your lead, what you think you're going to be writing about. Like, okay, like I've I've got this, I'm going to knock it out. And then literally the very last play of the game, the pirates find a way to make you scrap everything that you were going to write about and you have to go with something else entirely. So that's how this game was. <laughs> well, you have something similar to a, a, you know, will Craig play or a key missing first or man, it, it's just been a laundry list of stuff like this <laughs> of just truly that's baseball technically. <laughs> It's Pirates baseball. Yeah. Speaking of Pirates baseball, <laughs> arguably their best pitcher was just sent down to the minor leagues this week. Uh, yep. Ronzi Contreras is going down to Indianapolis. And it's not performance-based. And I'm just going to put out here, I, I put it in the story, but just to reemphasize here, he's only he only threw 61 innings in 2021. Yeah, he didn't throw competitive innings in 2020. So there was going to be a built in break at some point this season. And this is pretty close to the center. And OK. OK, that's I'm not going to argue at all with that, because that is an incredibly important right arm. But Chris, I'm going to be honest with you. There's there's just some stuff here that I, I feel like needs to be addressed. The first being that there, if there was an innings limit or there is an innings limit or they wanted to build it a break at some point, however they want to go, why use some of those innings in AAA at the start of the year? Because there was a clear situation 
where he wasn't fully stretched out to be a starter, but he was on the major league roster. He was one of the best pitchers on that major league roster and they wanted to stretch him out. But it was also at a time where the parts were really diving deep into piggybacks and they were really having these short starts. It's like you can stretch a guy out that way. It could be three or four innings. You have 14 pitchers on staff. You can do this. And they did it in AAA. And now, no matter what of how everything goes, that needs to be the first thing that's addressed. That's innings that were used at Indianapolis instead of Pittsburgh that could have helped them win major league games. Yeah, and my my biggest problem with this is is that because of that and because of this time, however long, and we talked with Derek Shelton today, and he pretty much said, I mean, he he said outright that there is not a set number of days that this shutdown is going to be for. So we we don't know. I can't definitively tell you or anybody else that Ronzi Contreras is going to be pitching games before the end of the month. Um, because if he's shut down, if he's not pitching any games before the all-star break, they're going to have to ramp him back up. They're going to have to build him back up. And like, by the time he gets back into a game, is he going to, are they going to try to get him back into a game where he can pitch only three innings or are they going to wait until he can go a full five or five or six innings, you know, go 90 pitches or however long. And because of that, you begin to look at, I mean, because of the precedent that's set, you have to look at, okay, that service time that he didn't accrue earlier in the season. This is service time. He's not accruing in July. Is it going to end up getting kind of close to that Super 2? Yeah. Like, and, yeah, you got to look at it like that again. I mean, we we went through this whole thing with O'Neill Cruz, and look, if there is a shutdown and he's going to be sticking around the major league team, you know, like it's fine. It's good, you know, for him to stick around the major league team. He can learn things. He can talk to people. He could be around a major league routine, even if he's not pitching. Yeah. But we've also seen teams, whenever they do this, they put the guy on the IL. So they pick up service time in a major league salary Mm -hmm. and not being optioned and just hang around on the taxi squad. And it's kind of, not what the taxi squad is designed for. No, it's not. And so, and see, that's the thing is that if you just want to shut down, shut shut down the pitcher for this reason, for to give him a, a built-in break, you could chalk it up as whatever. You could say he's going on the 15-day DL with arm fatigue, or he's going on, you know, what you could use whatever excuse and literally make that, you know, have plausible deniability at that at that point. But the fact that they did option him <laughs> to AAA, uh, that, that, that again, it's just, it's the optics of it all. And what also goes into the optics of this entire situation is the fact that he had just pitched probably his best start of the season. Yep. And then they're not even, they're not even playing the next game and he's optioned to Indianapolis. That, that just optics. The optics are bad all around here um, with the timing of the option, with the fact that he was optioned, not put on the IL. It's just, it's, it's not good. I understand like to, to reemphasize your point, I understand wanting to preserve, wanting to, you know, make sure he doesn't go over a certain number of innings and then, you know, having a break in the middle instead of having him just pitch, 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 and then shut down in August or whatever time. And then he goes from, let's say he's shut down in August. He goes all the way from August, all the way until March 
before he really pitches again. You don't want that length of time either. So I kind of understand it's happening now, but again, it's, you know, the optics of it all. It just, it does not look good. It's not a good look for, for a pitcher that is going to be a, a serious part of their plans, you know, in, in the near and long-term future. So uh, it's just, it's not, not good. Uh, it, it, fans have every right to be, to be skeptical of, the reason why, I mean, the reason may be true, but it's every, it's all the other variables that make it a pretty problematic problem. Yeah. And I'm, I, the service time stuff can't be ignored. There are people who are pointed that out on, on Twitter. I I'm going to take it at its most root point. And that's back in May. Director of Coaching and Player Development, John Baker, you know, had a conversation with traveling media and Roe came up. And one of the things that he said was like, we watched him down there. It's like, man, what what else does he have to do down here? And at that time, he was getting called up, you know, like he was called up like the next start, you know, mm-hmm. instead of him, maybe even a little ahead of what they had initially envisioned. I I'm of the same boat that right now I'm not, he has development to do, but it has to be major league development. He has to do it against major league hitters. He has to face that highest level of competition. And there's been 20 something innings that he's already pitched in AAA. And I don't, did Shelton give an indication of how long he's going to need to be in Indianapolis to, to restretch out because however long he's out. No. He See, did. That's the thing is, well, no, I mean, he, he didn't put this, he did, he didn't put a number of days. He just said that they're going to have okay. to be mindful of like how long of the, of how long it's going to take to ramp him back up. And that's why I'm saying like, I'm, yeah, and that's, I, I can't that's sit here and for tell me. you that I'm convinced. Yeah. That, that, that's big yeah. for me too, because the, I was given a fairly large range off the record of like how long he could need to you know, get reps in Indianapolis and, you know, I, I won't say the exact number, but it, it could just be one. It could just be one outing and he's back. Mm-hmm. It could be more, you know, it's, it, okay. and by more, meaning like we might not see Contreras pitch in Pittsburgh in July again. Yeah. That, it might, that, there is a yeah. very, uh, this is speculation, but there seems to be like a real chance that the guy who replaces Jose Quintana in the major league rotation, whenever he's traded at the deadline is Contreras. Which, uh, yeah. That, that's the, the, a possibility. The timing, that, the timing of that might, might end up being like, Oh, well, look at that. You know, Jose Quintana gets traded and you can just slide, you know, Rowanzi Ro- right in there. And, and, and yeah, the fact that there's not a set number of days and the fact that, they're like, well, he's not going to pitch at all um, in, in, until the break. Okay. Mm-hmm. That already tells me that if a pitcher shut down for more than a week, possibly two weeks, there's going to be, with the way pitchers are handled nowadays, there's going to be a ramp up time, however long that is, whether that's going to be, you know, two or three starts or some, you know, depending on how long they want him to go once he's back in the major leagues. Again, if he's, if it's kind of a piggyback situation where he's like, okay, you're doing three innings and that's it, or you're doing 60 pitches and, or, you know, or is it like, okay, when we bring him back to the major leagues, we don't want to bring him back until he can go the full 90 plus, 
you know, on the mound. And it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, then yeah, we might not see him in Pittsburgh in July. Like that's a real possibility. And the fact that Shelton would not put a number on it, would not say, oh yeah, we're going to have him right back after the all-star break. You know, that just, yeah, you're going to have your your best pitcher. Your best pitcher is going to be (laughs) in Indianapolis in July. It's just, yeah. And it's, and it's, again, I'm going to, hit this point one more time he's at a point in his career where he needs to face major league hitters it's something yes that he does the highest person in the pirates player development besides ben Sherrington, has said that he need there's not really anything left for him to do in indianapolis and man is nope. he gonna throw a whole lot of innings in indianapolis after that determination had been made yep that's that's problematic because that's not doing what's best for a player's development right there. And that's not opinion. That is the viewpoint of, of, of what John Baker said. That's not Alex right. Stumpf. That's John Baker. You right. got to do what's best for the player's development there. And it's making outings at major leagues. And I'm not saying he has to pitch the whole season through, like do what's best for the arm. It's just, mm-hmm. we're going to look back at the end of the year and be like, that's a lot of innings in Indianapolis. There's just that's no way it. around it. Yeah. And, and again, the, the, the whole thing that you can do is that he can do all the same thing that he, all the same things that he's going to be doing if he were put on the IL, because you can put it, you can put him on a major league rehab assignment. He can go mm-hmm. to, to Indianapolis, make a start or two there. And then like, okay, at least he's still earning a major league salary. At least he's still earning major league service time. That's not the case here. They option no. him. It's it, the entire situation does not look good. Period. It's well, Bryce Wilson. Bryce Wilson <laughs> at least turned in a, a really good start afterwards. Could you imagine optioning Rowanzi Contreras, calling up Bryce Wilson, and he just oh, gets absolutely shelled that first start? I am sure that do would have you gone want, over do well. you do you want to hear Derek Shelton's quote from this morning or from pregame about Bryce Wilson? Sure. Um, will Bryce get more chances? Quote, I think with the way he's pitched over the last couple outings, he's going to have a good opportunity to get innings in the big leagues with us moving forward. He'll have another start in Indy, and then we'll get through the break, and then we'll probably make an assessment then. But I really think that with the improvements he's made, he's put himself in a good spot, unquote. Bryce Wilson is coming back. <laughs> yeah, he, he well, I mean, he, we knew he was got coming back at, at some point. And, I mean, at least Bryce is on a two-game, not literal winning streak, but two-good start streak. And, yeah. you know, he's been challenged and, you know, he's put up some good stuff. And, like, look, I get anyone who's skeptical. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, you know, he's broken out or anything, but – there are worse things to say than a guy who goes six and two thirds and had with one earned run and saying like, yeah, he'll get another look up here. That's not a bad thing to say. That's the type of thing that you should say, honestly, right. For, for a lot of cases, but yeah, if he would have been shelled, that quote would have had a whole (laughs) lot of different connotation right after. Oh oh, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of pitchers, just getting absolutely shelled. We're going to take a break right here. Whenever we come back, I, I got to pick a bone with just position players pitching. It's just too much, man.
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome back to the Pirates podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Chris, I cannot watch Josh, Josh Van Meter pitch one more game. I almost thought you were going to stop at pitch one more, like before you even said pitch one more game. <laughs> but I, I know I, what we're talking about. So <laughs> I cannot watch Josh Van Meter catch one more game either. You know, I'm, I'm just going to go through the list of things. But it's, I, Greg Brown got roasted this week for whenever it was a judge or Stanton. I think it was judge who it was, uh, Stanton. It was Stanton. Stanton had the homer. Yeah. All right. Stanton homered off of Josh Van Meter. And he said, this is ridiculous. And a lot of people in baseball, Oh, cry about it. You know, it's, it's the GM's fault or whatever. And it's, I think people are missing the point of what Greg was. I, I haven't talked to Greg about this, so I am assuming right here, but Greg's <laughs> kind of talking like this game is 14 to nothing. And I'm watching Josh Van Meter throw batting practice to Giancarlo Stanton. What is going on right now? And it's not just this, it's too many position players have been pitching. And I feel like I may have contributed to the glorification last year with John Nagowski. Because, and actually not even because, I will stand by it. It was funny whenever John Nagowski did it. Like, as funny yeah. as it, it could be, because everything John Nagowski did had a sense of absurdity surrounding it. That's what made John Nagowski John Nagowski and why he's he had that magical month in Pittsburgh, and now he's playing double-A ball with someone right now. So <laughs> he faced the curve like two weeks ago. So it's <laughs> that's just how that goes. It's a competitive problem. Whenever you have five times this year, you just couldn't justify sending a pitcher out there. And I feel like, I mean, this is all across the league and I, I, I'm just going to plug Mike Pietro's, you know, you know, graphs recently where he's like, Hey, this is happening a lot more often. And these position players are doing a whole lot worse. And a couple months ago, Shelton brought up that, you know, maybe we need to teach our position players, to pitch better. And he didn't mean it as a joke. And it was one of those, like, what the hell are we talking about here? You don't have to worry about position players pitching better pitchers pitch better. So it's, there needs to be some sort of rule implemented at the league wide level 
to minimize this because this is a serious problem. And I get why teams don't want to burn a pitcher in this situation, but guess what? Tough luck. You made your bed. Send the last guy out of your bullpen, make him pitch. If he gets optioned after the game, he gets optioned after the game. That's how it has to go because you have, you owe it's one thing back a decade ago, whatever position players pitching happened, you didn't have to take off your shoes and sho- shoes and socks or how often it happened in the league, as opposed to it's happening two or three times a week. I mean, goodness that we've glorified Brett Phillips, an objectively bad baseball player into some <laughs> sort of like, Oh, he's fun, you know, God, because he goes out there and tries throwing as hard as he can and stinks at pitching as well. He's not good at any aspect of baseball. And we have glorified this man for no other reason than he does something that a position player is not going to do. It's like we it's it's like if we it's dogs wearing shoes, but you know, not in a competitive tanking problem type of Mm -hmm. sense like it's you have an obligation to the game to play the game to the best of your ability and i get from the pure strategy standpoint of whenever you know it's over and you throw the white flag you do it but we've seen the guardians did it a couple nights ago or a week and a half ago or so with like a six or seven run game it's like you're not going to make up seven runs in the ninth, but it has happened. Yeah. You, you, you shouldn't be throwing in the towel that much. You owe the sport, not, not yourself, not the opponent, not the, the integrity of baseball to throw a pitcher in that sort of situation. Like there should yep. be some sort of limit. Maybe there's a rule like there's only two times you can throw a position player all year outside of like you used all your pitchers or, or just some there's some way to make a formula. Yeah. That you can't you could only use a, a position player once or twice. Really need to cut this down. Maybe just make it 14 pitchers up at the major league roster. Everyone's got a DH now. You can make that work. Just find some way to do it. You owe an obligation. This is ridiculous. I do not want to watch Josh Van Meter throw batting practice again. And the 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 problem the, there's a couple of problems here uh, that I really want to point out. And the the one is you know when Josh Van Meter was pitching, Joey Gallo like walked, and I saw some people criticizing Joey Gallo for walking in that scenario. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know what, I I. I I don't want to criticize him for walking. And do you know why? Because it helps with his numbers. And mm-hmm. these guys rely on their numbers to get paid. Yep. Joey and Gallo. So if, yeah. So, and especially for a guy like Gallo, whenever his, his Bingo, the name yeah. of his game is home runs on base percentage defense, like that's, that's where he's going to make his big bucks. So if he can earn an extra walk or two, whenever he probably wouldn't normally earn one just because it can help boost his on base a little bit, he's probably going to do it. I don't blame him for that. I don't blame players for trying to hit grand slams off of Josh Van Meter or try to hit home runs off of Josh Van Meter because it helps them get paid. 
Um, so I have no problem with position players doing that. Um, and then the, the, the second thing is just, I want to reemphasize it because I know you already said it. I just want to reemphasize it because the certain reporter that bashed Greg Brown for his reaction did not want to listen. Um, this is a baseball wide problem. This is not a pirates problem. This is a baseball wide problem. Um, yes, the pirates need to do better at not falling behind 10, nothing. They need to do better at when they're losing four, nothing after six innings to make sure you're not losing 10, nothing after eight innings, they need to do better with that. However, this is a baseball wide problem. And like you said, they have to do something to fix this. I, I'm not going to sit here and try to offer all of these, all of these, uh, possible solutions or anything like that. Just, this is the problem. It's got to be fixed. There's a lot. There's a lot of people in this game who are a lot smarter than I am about it. Fix it. This has gone on way too long. While yes, it's fun to watch Brock Holt throw 31 mile an hour pitches. For it's funny for like a second, and then it's like okay, it's getting a little old. Even before he's even done pitching, it's just enough. Enough is enough. It's compromising the integrity of the game. But then again, this is baseball. When has integrity ever been important? Ice cream gate, ice cream cake gets pretty boring if it's the uh, only meal you ever have. I right. guess it'd be it's the, good in that, small that's doses. The yes, it's good in small doses, and small doses, it, it's an it feels good. It makes you it may, it tastes good. It feels good, and then if you eat an entire ice cream cake by yourself, you you're gonna want to throw up, and that's position positions player position players pitching for you. They're the ice cream cake in baseball. We're, we're naming this episode that. I don't know. <laughs> Andrew and Eddie can figure that out. We're naming this episode that. The ice cream cake and baseball. We're going to take one more break. <laughs> this is good. I like this. We're going to take one more break. We're going to be back here in a minute. Welcome back to the Pirates podcast to be named later. We've got to close out the show here. And, you know, Chris and me thought beforehand, hey, we're, we'll just talk about the Kevin Newman play, but we already touched on that. So, Chris, I'm going to ask, what was the most you've seen a base runner get thrown out at the plate? Because my answer is real easy. I saw Colin Moran get thrown out by a good 30 feet in Miami last year trying to score from second on a single and it was it wasn't even maybe 30 feet i was giving Colin the benefit of the doubt to he 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 runs like he has a grand piano strapped to his back it was really 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 bad and if anyone wants to relive that play i pulled up a screenshot of dropped it in select and i put in you know dayon's column the 21 uh plays from 2021 just Google that. You'll find that it's one of the worst baseball plays I've ever seen in my life. Newman's Newman's was more jaw dropping, but 
it, and I get the logic that they said afterwards about, oh, they thought the throw was going to go over. And if you read it that way, you, you read it that way. But like Moran's was just a, what what actually just happened there. Well, and see, the, well, and the thing whenever it comes, well, so the, I, tonight was probably been the second the most i've yeah yeah that's probably the most i've ever seen like in person a, a base runner get thrown out because it's just like he was maybe maybe he wasn't even halfway halfway home whenever he uh whenever adamas like let, let go of the ball and so as, as soon as adamas let go of the ball i'm like okay if this is this has got to be horribly wild for newman to be safe like like it's got to be like the catcher has no chance of catching it because if the catcher catches it, it doesn't matter if it's in anywhere where he can reach or even leap to get the ball. He'll have enough time to grab it, get back and tag him with no problem. And that's exactly what happened. So, um, yeah, and what's funny is just the, the base running in, in this game was just so bad, like all together. Like, I, I don't know what it was. I don't, I, I don't want to say that it was like, the optics or, or the um, the death perception because of the, the of it being you know Milwaukee's ballpark. I, I I don't know what it was, but there was some plays earlier where it seemed like they were being extremely conservative. Like there was one where it seemed like he could have sent Key Brian home on something, and he didn't. And then this play, it was like as soon as he sent him, I, you know, I honestly didn't even see that he sent him right away. I was, I was like, he he either blew through a stop sign or he. But with how far he was thrown out, I had to have assumed that he was sent because like that that's for a player to have. You've got to have like no sense of base running awareness. Make that throw or to beat that throw home. So it's I, I don't know if like when they saw it come out, I, I, I don't know, but. Uh, it was it was pretty bad. That That's the worst I've seen in person for sure. All right. Fair. It's, it was, it was, it was, I, I didn't see the Moran one it, obviously in person, but um, I think the screen grabs that we have on both of those pictures, if the base runner is not in the screenshot, it's, it's pretty bad. On that note, be sure to read Chris's story actually on it. I got to miss one of these, you know, iconic plays of the season for once I get to, you know, just, Sit back and go, man, what the hell just happened there? So read Chris's <laughs> stuff and then listen to me ask what the hell happened there on this podcast with Chris afterwards, uh, wherever you find fine podcasts and, you know, everything that we got here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to that, too. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week.